attention, please. Stop walking while I'm squawking. All aboard. Hi, everybody. Hello, hello, hello. I feel like today we need a little theme. It's getting hot and her. So, so take, take off up. all your clothes. Uh, I am I, getting is... so hot. No? I th- we, sir, we can't <laughs> sing that. One, we don't have the licensing for it. And two... It's not super uh, appropriate for a fairly family-friendly podcast. But I thought it was just about summer in New York City. Like I thought that's what the song was about. Oh, my gosh. You guys, we're dying. I'm dying in Los Angeles. Adam is dying in New York. It is so hot. Today, it was 99 degrees in Los Angeles. Oh, cool front. I don't think I told you this. I know, a cool front. But, like, the big blow-up pool in our front yard to get all yeah. the sun and stuff over the weekend and it's now like been out for multiple days and the water's just getting gross and bugs are in it. So I was like, okay, time to empty it. And I decided to empty it right before this podcast. So I am sweating profusely. I poured myself a glass of wine and I did a thing that I never do. Well, which is I put ice cube in the wine. It's, my husband does that all the time. Oh, does he? I felt like a grandma doing it, but you know. No, no. I mean, it's summer. My red wine is in the fridge. So mm. when I can have the red wine, it's cold. Which, by the way, you're actually technically supposed to be drinking red wine at a cooler than room temperature. That's why they had wine fridges. And we had a wine fridge that somebody gave us for our wedding, and it finally died like three years after the wedding. Aww. It just, the motor stopped working, but it was great. I mean, I am here for chilled red wine. I think it's great. But also, Kurt will drink rosé and wants to put ice cubes in it. That I kind of have an issue with because I'm like, babe, it's already cold. And now you're diluting the flavor with an ice cube. You know what? I figured out I'm going to get Kurt for his birthday. I'm going to get those like ice cubes that are not real ice cubes. They're just like the plastic that you put in your freezer. I feel like that's what you guys I feel like they're never cold enough. Like we've had some whiskey ones like the um, rocks that you're supposed to put in. I feel like they never get cold enough. Okay. Even better hack that I saw on TikTok. You could take some of the rosé and put it in your ice cube tray, freeze it. And then use those as ice cubes. So then you're not diluting. Genius. Yeah, you're not diluting your, your wine. You're just replenishing oh your gosh. wine. It's like, it's like okay, you know that bagel store in LA? And it's like the Brooklyn Bagel Place or something. And there's one in Beverly Hills. And there's one somewhere else. And they have coffee ice cubes for your iced coffee. And it's coffee. That's so genius. Yeah, why, why does every coffee shop, like why has Starbucks not figured this out? They could mass produce coffee ice cubes easily and charge five more dollars for the coffee ice cubes in your cold brew. Yes, but the ice cubes are a lot cheaper than the coffee ice cubes for any sort of companies. I know, but I'm saying they could charge like five dollars and people would pay five more dollars for coffee ice cubes. You would do it. Yeah. Well, I wouldn't because I don't drink coffee anymore. But in theory. Oh, yeah. You're one of those weird like, oh, I don't do coffee anymore. Yeah, okay. Cute. I don't need I, coffee I, to energize I, me. I'm just energetic enough I as I need this. coffee for survival. <laughs> um, we're actually, it's funny, we had a conversation at work today about coffee. And I really do think, like, this is, maybe I do have a problem. I had, Starbucks is now doing the shaken espressos, which is really just Starbucks' way of charging us more money. They're like, ooh, what can we trick these, you know, white people into buying more of, right? And it's like fancy coffees, foo-foo coffees, and their newest version is, We're just going to pour espresso on ice and shake it and then tell you it's a shaken espresso. And now we're going to charge you five more dollars for it. 
So, of course, I am a victim of the shaken espresso and I go get it. I get a venti one. Yeah. It's got four shots of espresso in it. And I always switch it to the blonde espresso, which is the stronger espresso um, than the regular. Did you sleep? It does nothing. Did, oh, really? I was going to say I, nothing. I could have had that drink and curled up and gone straight to bed. Wow. That is the level of caffeine tolerance that my body has. And I blame 15 years in journalism for that. Uh, <laughs> that said, give me a shaky Jamaica. And I'm awake. I know. Which, oh my gosh, we haven't even talked about it. I was waiting for you to go there. I knew your brain was going to go there. Oh my goodness. You can order shaky Jamaica. It's very expensive. And I'm 100% ordering a case of it. And I'm going to have to like selectively limit myself to drink it because it is very expensive for the case. But y'all, breaking news from Joffrey's.com. You can now order cans of the shaky Jamaica cold brew. I know. I, I sent you the video link to it and I know. you were so thrilled. I know, and I lost my mind. Yeah. So that is on my list to order because that just needs to be in stock. Actually, you know what? If Costco was smart, they would figure out how to bring on the shaky Jamaica cold brew. Just give it time. Free stuff at Costco. Just give I'm it sure time. They'll figure it's it out. Everything. I know. They got everything. Anyway, so it's hot. It's very hot. Well, yeah, it's hot, and you and I were talking about how hot it is, and we decided, like, let's just dedicate an entire episode of the podcast to heat, our favorite subject, but specifically heat at the theme parks. We want to talk about some of our best tips and tricks that we have acquired over the years on how to beat the heat at Disney World and at Disneyland. So we have made a list. We're going to go through it with you guys. Oh, wait. Yeah. I'm just going to tease because I was re-listening our other podcast the other day, how we said we wanted to do the I don't think so, Mickey. <gasps> oh, yeah. So, honey, we we're going to steal it. But let's wait. And we're going to do it at the end. Yes. But I'm teasing up front that I don't think so, Mickey. The new famous segment stolen from another podcast is going to be happening at the end of this podcast. So there's your tease. And also to bring that right back around to Lost Culturistas, Bowen Yang is back on the show. He, oh, good. What, here's what's going on. I, I went through a deep dive after you're like, I think he left it. And then I listened to the next episode. Here's what happened. He is in the movie musical Wicked. So he was off. I think they're filming it in Europe. Um, so he was off to film that. And also he wanted like just a break because he had a lot of stuff going on. They're actually filming right now? I don't know. That's what he said. With the strike? No, no, no. This was before the strike. Then the strike oh, happened. Okay. And now he's like, okay, well, apparently my schedule is much more um, available now that <laughs> SNL and Wicked aren't going on. So he's back and that's awesome. But yes, we're going to steal their I don't think so, honey, and translate it to it's I don't, I don't think, think so, Mickey. Mickey. We've appropriated it to Mickey. So we're going to have that. And that made me think of something. And now that flittering thought is long gone. So I think we should just talk about why it's so dang hot out and how to survive at Disney podcast or at Disney parks. This is a Disney podcast. What am I saying? I mean, oh, I just remembered because the word podcast. Bear with me, folks. It's been a long week. The one last thing we have to mention that I'm super excited about, which we haven't talked about, is the Tanneritos podcast that's out. And I'm very excited for this. Cause I'm gonna have to listen to it and it's Kimmy and Stephanie from full house and they're rewatching all of full house. I just had to bring it up cause I'm very excited about that. I know we love them. It's Jody Sweeten and Andrea Barber who play Stephanie and Kimmy on the show. And I think we've mentioned this before, but if you don't all know this spoiler fan favorite, Kim Moffat worked on fuller house 
So she has all the cool inside scoop with the various tanners and everything. And I will say they're all really great people. I've gone to a couple of those rap parties and met several of them. And they're they're so nice. And I can't wait to listen to their podcast. But we are on such a tangent. We got to get back into our topic. So first off, I want to start by explaining, like, what are the hot seasons at Disney World and what are the hot seasons at at Disneyland? Because I think it's important for you to know if you've got a trip coming up, are you going during the dreaded, like, heat time of these two very warm states? So over at Disneyland in California, our hot season is July, August, September, October. So just know if you're going for the Halloween season, you're probably still going to be in like 85 to 95 degree weather at the peak time of the day. I think you all remember about a year ago that Ryan and I experienced a 110 degree day at Disneyland. And that was the first weekend in September. So if you have a trip in this like late summer, early fall time, just know that it's basically really, really hot. We are going to be hot, hot, hot in a couple of weeks. Oh, yeah. When we go. Oh, yeah. And then we're going to Vegas, too. So we're just keeping the heat going because it's even yeah, hotter but there. Vegas, you just like live in air conditioning the whole time. Yeah. You don't live in air conditioning in California, or at least at Disneyland, which I think is another important note to make that remember, because our weather for majority of the year is so mild most all of the rides and the lines for the rides are outdoors. There's very little indoor seating for dining. There's little indoor seating for for rides. So you are going to be outside a lot. So honestly, just know that like you should probably take all of what we're going to say for both parks. But really, I would lean more of this towards California because you're going to be in the sun a lot more than when you're out in Florida. Yeah, because at least most of the queues in Florida are inside because of rain and storms and all that. However, I am also going to say about the heat. I get it's hot in California. I get it's 99, 100 degrees. Guess what? On the East Coast, it's 99, 100 degrees as well. But guess what we have that you don't? Humidity. 190 million percent humidity. Where you literally just take one half a step outside and you are soaking wet. So I'm going to say the heat factor is worse in florida and currently up here in my lovely city of new york than it is in california even though california is hot and it's hot but it's a dry heat you don't have the complete misery coupled with humidity yeah that is true and so the florida heat time is basically may through (laughs) august they say it's may through august which is usually in the mid to high 90s with a Average of 77% humidity. So that's a lot. I agree with you, Adam. When we it's went. Lies. It's lies. It's all <laughs> lies. It is March through November and it's 100% humidity. That's what it is. It is hot. It's so hot there. So let's go through our list of things that we think will help you if you've got an upcoming trip. These are things that we think you should pack plan in advance to probably purchase because you're going to be paying a mint for these items inside the parks if you don't. And then a few things that we suggest for clothing. So Adam, I'll let you start. You pick one of these to mention. Yeah. So I'm going to kind of combine two of these really quick. I am a big fan of the cooling devices. Mm -hmm. So one being a fan. Let's talk about those first. The fans are key. When Noah was a little guy, we had a clip-on fan that would go on the stroller and blow right to him. And when he didn't want and that was all Dana's doing because Dana was like, get the fan that clips on the stroller from Amazon. 
when he didn't want that fan blowing in his face because my son likes to hit the fan away, we'd take the fan. What Noah does love now, and I spent a pretty penny on the last time we were at the parks, the spray bottle fan. Mm. And that kid loves a spray bottle fan and continually spraying himself. That thing is so good, especially if you buy it that day from, I don't remember the exact price on them. They're usually at those like carts. They've got water and sodas and stuff like that. They keep them buried in the ice water and full of water. So when you get it, it's ice cold water spraying out of there, which just feels very refreshing with the fan. What is not refreshing, though, is the price tag. So you're going to spend $22 at Disneyland or Disney World for that same misting fan that Adam's describing. Or you could buy it for probably about 10 bucks, maybe 15 for a fancier one off of Amazon. I think when the podcast comes out, I will link some of the ones that we have purchased before through Amazon. So you can kind of see what they are. But yeah, if you forget it, you can buy it for $22. But that's that's a lot of money for one of those misting fans. It was. It was a lot of money. But I will say what's so clutch about the ones I sell at Disney versus because I've seen some of the ones from Amazon is the blades on the Disney fans are foam. So when little toddler is demanding to hold the spray bottle fan, and sticks it in his face, it's foam blades, not plastic blades. Mm-hmm. That some of the some of the cheaper ones that you can buy from Amazon or whatnot have the plastic blades on it that could do some damage if a little finger gets in there sure. as those blades are flying around. And so the Disney ones are foam and bendable and everything else, but also very rippable because ours is now ruined because a certain toddler of ours decided eventually to rip the foam off of the thing and it doesn't work. But I will say because he loved to like stick it in his face and do all those other things with it. We felt much better about it because it was, it had those foam blades on it. So it felt a little safer. It was very expensive, but it did feel a little safer. I think the one that I have was about 12 or 15 bucks. We bought it off of Amazon when Ray was the same age as Noah, about two. And it has a cage around the fan. So she can't get her fingers in there. It's a pretty tight cage and it has a misting option. So We'll link all of that. The other option with fans is the neck fans. I know some of my girlfriends have those and they really like them where you just kind of wear it like headphones around your neck. <laughs> That's kind of what it looks like. And it hits you on both oh. angles. Yeah, it looks really lame. <laughs> I, it does not look cool. None of these fans look cool, but it does the job. So who cares about cool when you're staying cool? Well, let's talk about looking cool because I think you can look pretty trendy with the cooling neck towels, which... I never bought into until this last trip in April when we were there with you all and you all were like, you need these cooling neck towels. That thing has come with me multiple places now. When Noah and I were at the pool in Kansas City these last few days, it was so hot in Kansas City. I busted that neck towel out while we were sitting out of the pool and it felt great. So what we're talking about are these cooling towels that you just get wet. Yeah, like shake it out, pull it, and it somehow magically is cold. Mm -hmm. I don't know what they've done to it or what. I don't actually want to know what chemicals are inside this towel that makes that happen. You first take it to like a bathroom and in the sink and you get it wet and then you like wick it. You like pull it real tight, real fast, and it gets it like extra cold. And this thing is awesome. No, it's great. It's great. They're totally machine washable. Um, You can get them at the parks. They're around $17 and they're really cute, the ones in the park. Mm -hmm. They've got mickey on them and everything else but also what was really cool and we discovered because i did the run disney event in april and it was so hot usually at the like end of a marathon they give you like a heat blanket to put on to stay warm and keep your muscles warm 
But at Disney, they gave out for free these cooling towels yeah. for you to keep at the end, which was pretty cool and very nice and refreshing to have at the end of a 10-mile run yep. in uh, the Florida heat in April. So these things are great. You can put them around your neck, put them on your head, use them to like cool your face off for a second. They're just really good, quick cooling towels. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think 17 bucks is, I mean, it's a little high for the parks, but I think it's worth it there for those. I think they also are kind of cute because they're either pink or blue and they got Mickey shapes on them. Yeah. Uh, but you can also find these on Amazon and I'm sure everybody knows these. You can find them kind of in the running sections of sporting goods stores as well. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Another one that you and I personally love. I know we're also going to be bringing a lot of these to Vegas with us, but I'm a big fan for of hangover the, purposes. Sure. And also just for preventative purposes, I bring these all the time to Disney and it's the liquid IV packets. Yeah. So if you guys don't know about liquid IV, it's basically like kind of all the electrolytes that you're going to need in the day in one little powder packet that you can just pour inside a glass of water or your water bottle. Now, there has been a criticism of them that they are chock full of sugar. And there is a Mm. lot of sugar in the liquid IV. So I'm literally staring across my living room to the kitchen at them. Liquid IV just came out with sugar-free versions. Mm. And it's not using any of those, like, it's not using aspartame or anything like that. It's using more of those natural sugar substitutes that are becoming more and more popular to give it the sweetness so I've tried them. There's a peach flavor, a lemon lime. They're really good. We're not sponsored by them, but if they want to send us money, hello. Liquid or IV. just more liquid IV. They can just send that. I don't Yeah, care. just send us boxes of liquid IV. Send me all the sugar-free ones. But they are great. They're super easy. Just like get a bottle of water, dump one in there, shake it up, and drink yeah. it. I will caveat, they do are heavy in sodium because sodium is so important on a really hot day, especially when you're out walking and exercising and like, A lot of what I talk about as a running coach and somebody who coaches people in New York City where it is hot and humid all summer, you're draining your body of those electrolytes when you're out walking for miles in the heat and humidity and you're losing a lot of salt and salt is electrolytes. Your body needs that salt to balance itself out. And that's why these things are so chock full of sodium. So don't let that scare you off because you need that sodium to replenish your body and you're going to feel a lot better. That's good. PSA done. And my my tip with liquid IV or any any electrolyte, you know, drink that you're going to have, I always recommend drink it at the very start of your day at Disney. Don't wait until you have that headache from the heat. Like front load those bad boys. It is going to help you and just stay ahead of that heat stroke, basically. Yeah, it's 100% that. Like every time I go running right now, I down one of those right before I go run because it is so hot and humid. And when I'm going out on a four or five, six mile run in the morning, having that in me makes that run so much better. Yeah. I because bet. of the heat and humidity. So just think about that after an eight, nine, 10 hour day walking around Disney parks, you're going to want that. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Sticking with the same theme, we're going to talk about refillable water bottles. These are, very important to bring. We all know this. I think we all learned 20 years ago about the importance of refillable water bottles. But I think the key word here is it's refillable. And a bottle of Dasani water at the parks is going to set you back $4.50. And if you're getting multiples of those, like, it's just no. Like, oh, don't, don't do that. It adds up. It adds up so um, quickly. And if you're buying them for your family, it's just not worth it. So I always say bring one of those water bottles, especially the kind like Hydro Flask 
or something that can kind yeah. of retain the coolness so that you are able to kind of keep cold water. And then the other important part is that you can refill it everywhere. They've got drinking fountains, water stations, and all of the quick service places will always give you cups of water, ice water even. So it's always important just to ask and then put that into your water bottle. I am going to say a couple things about this because I think Disney is catching on that people are bringing their own water bottles in. So two things. One, I noticed last time in Florida when you asked for a cup of ice water, it is the very small cup that they give you now of ice water. So it's not very much water. Second thing, Disneyland has done such a phenomenal job of adding the water bottle refill fountains, which are popping up more and more. You see them at the airport, so you can just stick your bottle under and you're not having to do that weird, like tip the bottle into the water fountain thing to fill it up. Yep. Yep. So Disney World has not gotten on this bandwagon, but I gotta say it's the taste of the water because that tap water taste in Florida is very sulfur-ish. Yeah. Sulfur. It's got that weird taste that water at Disneyland and frankly any other state in this country does not have. It's got a weird taste to it. And I wonder if that's part of why Disney hasn't put in the refillable water bottle water fountain things at Florida. But like that water is not great. So what we end up doing is what we've talked about before for Florida trips we order a couple of cases of water, depending on the length of the trip, a bottled water to our hotel from Target or Amazon or wherever we're ordering it from. And we have that there, stick it in the fridge in the hotel room, and we fill our hydro flasks up. And then we take a few of those bottles with us throughout the day and keep them like on the bottom of the stroller in Florida. So we're not drinking the weird Florida tap water because it's not it's perfectly safe. The Florida tap water, it just has that weird taste that a lot of people don't like. Yeah, I agree with you. Yeah, Florida's got some weird water. But don't buy water at the parks. Do don't, not want don't to do buy it. Water at the parks. We, Order your case of water from Target and do that. Yeah. I mean, like, truly, one case of the Target water is going to be like two bottles, three bottles inside the park in, in your week yeah. that you're there. Okay, here's another one. And I have a strategy to this. You know, especially in Florida, it's good to, on those really, really hot days, to get yourself into some of the shows, some of the indoor shows, so that you can have 15, 20, even sometimes 30 minutes of reprieve and be in air conditioning. But here's how I set this in my brain, and I don't make a big to-do about it to my friends who are with me in the parks, but anytime that I am there with, like, especially Ray or any, any kids... I kind of do this rule of thumb where it's like for every two rides that we go on, we need to do one that is inside a theater. So we can go do in Fantasyland. We'll go do Mind Train and Peter Pan. And then I know I'm going to get my family into Mickey's Magic so that we have a break mm-hmm. from the heat and the sun. And we can kind of have a little reprieve. So I encourage that. Also, I make a lot of itineraries for my clients. I don't tell them that that's what I'm doing, but that's how I basically build out their itinerary is like two rides and then an indoor show. Another two rides, an indoor show. Even if you don't want to see Hall of Presidents, go see it so that you can just have a couple minutes to yourself in some air conditioning. Yeah, take a nap. Y'all, some of these are great naps. Like Hall of Presidents... Going to the uh, American Great American Adventure at uh, oh yeah that's at a Epcot. that's that like a 30, 40 minute nap. nap 
Yeah. That is the best nap. I don't think I've ever seen that show, and I could not tell you what happens in oh, that, I show love that show. Because literally, the second Kurt and I go in there and we sit down, he loves the show, and I am conked out and like wake up at the end when the whole thing's open. I'm like, what happened? I don't know. America. I've never, never seen the full Yay. show. Yay. Love this country. Yeah. The other thing to do is to find those different exhibits that are inside an air conditioned. I think, you know, Dana and I've talked a lot about at California adventure, the animation space Academy. over at DCA. Yeah. Where you can like go in and like, it's one of our favorite spaces to just sit and watch and it's cool and the kids can run around a little bit and it's a good kid nap space too because it's cool at hollywood studios in florida the one man's journey the walt disney mm-hmm. kind of museum that they have there is a great place to go just and it's kind of right next to the still shuttered little mermaid show yeah um over at hollywood studios and that's such a cool spot to like go in and see some of the history of the Walt Disney company and also the future of the parks and stuff like that they've got in there, which is kind of neat to see. So there are these more exhibit things at Mm -hmm. some of the parks. Epcot has tons of them, especially in the world showcase. So you can go in and walk around and see and actually learn and experience. So the shows, the show in the China pavilion, the show in the Canada pavilion, the movies, Like, it's actually interesting and educational. You can go do that in the AC. And then, frankly, if all else fails, go shopping. Hit the stores in the parks and, like, spend some time looking at the merch and doing that stuff. Because that's a good 20, 30 minutes to just cool off and chill. Like, pick up a cold drink and then go, like, you know, I think at Epcot, it's that perfect example of go to the Connections Cafe and then go to the Creation Shop Mm -hmm. literally across the breezeway. And it's a huge store and you can spend... 20, 30 minutes just looking at the stuff in there. And Florida has the indoor availability on lock. They've got a lot more options for you. So even though you're battling the humidity, you aren't going to be outside as much. They kind of got the Vegas approach a little bit, you know, especially over at Epcot. But California, not so much. So just know that, like, we don't have as many indoor shows and stuff. You mentioned the Prime one, which is that Animation Academy. There's a ton of stuff to do in there. There's a few things at Disneyland, but it's harder. Great moments with Mr. Lincoln is the one that comes to mind for me. That's a good indoor nap, if that's what you're wanting, or a good indoor learn about America, whichever your preference is. But yeah, (laughs) just know that like Disneyland is a little little harder to find some of those quiet indoor air-conditioned pockets. And then I would say, too, the hardest park out of all this to do that with is Animal Kingdom. Animal Kingdom. Yeah. Yeah. Like, your best bet is to go see Lion King and chill out in the AC at the Festival of the Lion King. Because yeah. other than that, Animal Kingdom is oh, such a Oh, and Finding an Nemo. The Finding oh, Nemo Oh, yeah. Go see the Finding too. Nemo show. But other than those two, Animal Kingdom is an outdoor, outdoor park. Mm-hmm. But there is a lot of trees and a lot of shade. So I'll give them that. Well, one of our other ones, I'm skipping around a little bit, but another one that I think fits with Animal Kingdom and Disneyland is if you are having a really hot, it's a really hot day, you know you're going for a hot week, then bake in, no pun intended, bake in your pool breaks (laughs) and nap times at your hotel, but just expect it. I think that that's one of the biggest mental hurdles that people have, and it's Totally warranted. You spent a ton of money going to spend a couple of days or a week at Disney World. You want to 
utilize every inch of your time in the parks by going on ride after ride after ride, but that's a mistake. You are going to burn out so fast in these summer months. So it's important to just say, hey, at two o'clock, that's a hard stop down and we are hopping back on a bus and going back for two hours to go swim at our pool at our resort. Swim at your pool, take a nap in the AC. Like yeah. having a kid has really introduced me to the joy of the midday nap at Disney World. Yeah. It really does wonders. It does. That midday nap. Have lunch back at your resort. Plan on that. Say like, yeah. hey, we're going to get up early so we can try to beat the heat that way. And we're planning to be back at our resort by one o'clock for lunch. And then we'll go into the pool after that. But truly, if you're going with little kids, you know, everybody knows that kids just want to be in pools. So just enjoy your pool time. And then, yeah, take a nap if you need to. And that's the hardest thing. You as the adult listener, I know because I am you. I want to spend all my time in the parks. Adam and I try to strategize as much time, maximize our limited time there. But truly, the better memories are when I've gone back to the resort and just enjoyed the resort and swam in the pool and all just had a relaxing moment. So plan on doing that at least every day. The other thing, speaking of cooling off and like a pool, the other thing I will note, so great about Epcot because there are so many indoor things like Epcot's a really good hot day park. They also have a giant splash pad for kids to splash around in. Yeah. It's over by um, Test Track. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. There's like a playground over there and then the splash pad. Yeah. And so it's just, Epcot's so good for families. Yeah. It It frustrates me when when I have clients who say like, I've got little kids and we don't want to go to Epcot. That sounds boring. Mike, you do. You do. You do. You absolutely do. There's got Figment. Living with the land, Nemo, like frozen playgrounds, splash pads, frozen. Like it literally is perfect. Remy, like all those things. It's so good for a family. The whole, oh, the indoor aquarium. That's another great spot. The indoor aquarium at Epcot is another awesome place that you could kill an entire hour inside looking at all the fish. They've got an indoor playground in there. It's amazing. They've got the turtle talk with crush show. So lots of stuff there. Um, okay, here's another one that I think is important because I don't do this and I should do this more often, which is rent a locker. There's no reason to have a sweaty back <laughs> the entire day that you're on one of these heated up days. What I have done in the past, and I need to do this more, is just drop the backpack off in a locker and maybe bring a small crossbody or a fanny pack where you can put Big a couple of, the of a small bag at the parks. Yeah, me too. I love it. And because it doesn't it doesn't take the heat and there's no heat on your body, right. but a backpack has a ton of heat. So just don't be a hero and get yourself a locker. It's going to be 10 bucks. And yeah. I got to say, what do you what do you folks actually have in your backpack? Because really, really, if you've got a kid in a stroller who still needs diapers, wipes, this and that, it's all going to be on the bottom of the stroller. Don't bother putting mm. it in the backpack. Mm-hmm. Throw snacks on the bottom of the stroller. Crossbody bag will fit your water bottle, your sunblock and some snacks. What are you doing with the giant backpack? Like, what do you have in there? I've seen you people know with these massive backpacks walking around the parks. I'm like, what's in there? You know what? You're talking to a massive backpack wearer now because <laughs> we are out of the stroller phase. We've been out of the stroller phase for a year now. So we don't have the luxury of putting the backpack inside the stroller and carting it around. So we do have a full-size backpack that Ryan and I alternate wearing. Usually Ryan wears it most of the time. And it does have the extra snacks, 
raised water bottle, some activities for her to play with when we get to a restaurant. Uh, And that thing is annoying. I don't like it. I need to start putting it away into a locker because I don't need most of that stuff. I only need to get the backpack out for a few key moments of the day. True. All right. So this other one we're going to talk about is mm, I'm iffy on it. It's the it's the sun umbrella. Yeah, the sun I know. umbrella. Look, we all love some shade. We all love some shade. And all I'm picturing is Gary C from Adam and Gary, and Gary C's been walking around the parks with the with the sun umbrella, especially in the hot months in Florida. So what it is, folks, is it, it's an umbrella to repel the sun. They make some UV protecting umbrellas. I feel like this is very much a thing in Asian culture, more yeah. so than it is in Western culture. And yeah, look, if you want to be in the shade. I mean, I get it. Shade is a miraculous thing. When we're out running 20 miles in the summer, we're always, you know, zigzagging through the city streets to find the shaded side of the street to run on because it's just like that much slightly cooler in the shade. So anything you can do to keep the shade. This is also why I'm a big fan of especially I'm going to throw this one out there with this with the umbrella, a visor Mm. versus a hat. Because a hat, a ball cap, you want to keep the sun off your face and it helps you stay cooler. A ball cap is going to trap the heat inside your head. So that is where the heat, you trap a lot of heat in your head. Your head's like a weird little air conditioner for your body. Mm -hmm. So you trap a lot of heat in your head if you're wearing a ball cap. If you go with the visor, that lets the heat out. So a lot of times in the summer with running, we'll talk about wear a visor, wear a visor or a headband or something like that keep the sweat off your face or keep the sun out of your eyes, but avoid a full ball cap because that will trap the heat in there. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, I personally like wearing a ball cap just because I, I don't like visors. It's just a style for me that I like. Well, I mean, but same because I got a giant ball spot. <laughs> I don't have that. But I will also link this. Lululemon makes a really great like running hat. And also it's super lightweight. I've got a black version and a white version. Oh, my God. Do we have matching ones? I'm putting it on right now. <gasps> yes. It's like, Do yes. we have the matching? No, we don't yes. have the matching one no. because mine is for women and it has a big spot for your ponytail. So it's got like, it's like half. Okay. Well, but yes, but it's black with the, should we wear our Lululemon black hats oh, to the park? Yes. And we'll be twins. We'll be so cute. <laughs> no, they're really nice. My sister-in-law got me hip to these and they're like, I mean, you just, none of you could see Adam, but he can basically fold it up into like a small ball because they're yeah, so, so tiny. So that I think is yep, the best I hat. This. I will definitely link this because you guys should all go and buy these hats. I love these Lululemon running hats. I run in them all the time. They're very airy and breathable and I love them. But I feel like we should just roll into clothes because here's my here's my rule of thumb. Just go shopping at Lululemon for the Disney parks. Like they got one at Disney Springs in Florida because you want that comfortable sweat wicking clothing. Mm-hmm. So I'm a big fan, especially for and I'll talk about men. You can talk about women like for men's clothing. I am a big fan of the Lululemon surge shorts with the built in liner. Because, mm-hmm. listen, guys, you don't want to wear your boxers. You don't want to wear briefs. You don't want to wear boxer briefs. It, you don't want to wear cotton. It's sweaty. It's gross. It's disgusting. Let's all be honest. These Lululemon shorts with the built-in liners have built-in boxer briefs in them that are designed to breathe, right? They're designed to protect and all that. 
but also read. They're lightweight, they're comfortable, and they're anti-chafing. So I would highly suggest Lululemon. Here's your because I'm got a sweat collective membership with you. So here's your free ad. <laughs> Go buy the Lululemon stuff. Their stuff is so good. It's breathable. It's comfortable, especially the shorts for the men. And then I love their socks. Their socks are anti-blister socks. So those are really good. And then frankly, buy their shirts, their t-shirts, their tank tops, things like that for men are very sweat wicking, comfortable. They breathe. They're designed. A lot of thought goes into them. So, but there's also other options. This is like Athletica for women. There's, you can go to Target and buy like the Target brand of Athletic where mm-hmm. they've all done these versions of it. But I'm a big fan of these shorts with the built-in liner and that are sweat wicking to really just help you stay cool. And they're also like a lighter fabric, those athletic shorts versus wearing. Like I cringe when I see people in jeans and jean shorts so at the Disney parks. That's my next point was avoid any jeans. And I, I swear we're not trying to sound like an advertisement for a Lululemon, but they really do make a good product. <laughs> but just avoid jeans because you're going to get, you know, I, we don't need to describe anything more. You just know that jeans are uncomfortable in that kind of heat. I'm presently wearing those Lululemon bike shorts, and I love these, and I wear them to the parks all the time. Um, you can get the ones with the little pockets, so you can put your keys or your um, yep. your phone in them. I run in these. I go to the parks in these. I basically live in the bike shorts that Lululemon makes. So I recommend wearing those. Just to echo what you're saying, anything quick drying is the way to go on those hot Disney days. Oh, 100%. Um, and the last thing I think we should talk about with clothing is, you know, your footwear. I don't know what you typically wear, Adam, but I'm a big fan of a sandal on these hot, hot days. I don't want to enclose my foot in a sneaker. And so I'll go with either Tiva or Birkenstock sandals. Birkenstocks are still leather, so they might be warm for a lot of people. But also, I've never worn them myself, but people swear by them. Crocs. They sell them in the Disney parks. People love them. Stop it. Stop it. Stop it. I'm not going to be wearing them. Stop it. Do not encourage people to put the Crocs on. (laughs) (laughs) No, I am still a tennis shoe. And like, I have my running socks that I wear in the heat that are anti-blistering and the material that they're made out of. I like to be comfortable because you're on your feet so long i like to be comfortable and i know my feet are going to be more comfortable and my legs in turn throughout the day Mm -hmm. if i'm wearing a pair of good running tennis shoes that i wear so i go with those i want to throw an honorable mention in there and this is for any time of the season this isn't just hot weather but you should definitely bring it in the hot weather times because you're more susceptible to getting blisters that's what you reminded me With whatever footwear you're wearing, your feet are going to expand. They'll get sweaty. There's a higher likelihood you're going to get a blister with the amount of walking. So I highly recommend getting that liquid Band-Aid. My personal favorite is called New Skin. They make a kid's version. They make an adult's version. This is basically like a little nail polish style paintbrush that you just brush on your heel or wherever you typically get blisters. For me, it's my heels and the side of my toe, my big toe. It's like extra skin. Yeah, like a liquid IV, you want to put this stuff on before you get the blister, right? Before you get the heat stroke, you want to take the liquid IV before you get the blister. Put this stuff on, paint it on in the morning while everybody's getting ready for the parks. It kind of can be a little smelly, but it dries fairly quickly. Put your shoes on and you're going to be good to go. 
Because I've also been in a place where I didn't do that. And then I get a blister. I put a Band-Aid on. And then I sweat the Band-Aid off. And it's not staying. And then I'm walking funny the rest of the day. So The other product to think about. And this is something. I keep going back to runners. Because the only people that spend this time much time out in the heat and humidity. But there is a product called Body Glide. You can order it on Amazon. It is the chafing cure. So basically the rule of thumb is if you love it, lube it. So basically meaning this stuff Sir, you want to. This is a family. For the second time, I have to remind you, this is a family friendly podcast. Hey, I am preventing chafing with sound medical advice. So look, you want to get this thing. It looks like a deodorant stick and you just literally lather that thing on wherever your skin might be rubbing against some skin or rubbing something else. Sir. And lube that up. <laughs> Lube that up and you will prevent the chafing because nobody wants to be limping home from a Disney park with some inner thigh chafing at the end of the day. We all know it. I'm going to go there. I'm going to say it. Get that body glide. That stuff lasts all day long. Just lube it up before the day starts and you're going to be good to go. I feel so uncomfortable with you saying the word lube so many times. (laughs) Lube it up. Yes, you are right. If you love it, lube it. Gracious. I'm so sorry. I don't want to get flagged on the uh, Apple podcast by that (laughs) comment, but uh, no, no, he's right. He's totally right. I think that's our list. You know, we should also leave. We'll do this also on the Instagram, but we would love to hear from you guys. Did we miss something? Do you have a super great tip or trick that you've learned on those hot, hot days? Tell us about what's in your purse to prevent the heat. That's hot sauce. That's not to prevent. That's to encourage the heat in your I'm mouth. I'm sure I've seen that purse. She's got the the Harry Potter purse where she she's does. just pulling stuff out all day, like a whole tent and living room. Like, yeah. I, you know, she's got like a portable AC unit in that thing. So I don't think she's going to mind me telling you this, but she has not been wearing her giant fanny pack because her doctor told her it's giving her back pain. So she stopped because it's that big, folks. Like she's carrying like 20 pounds of stuff. You guys. Y'all, she's got, she literally has a portable AC unit in that thing. I really do think she does. And a grill mm-hmm. and hot dogs. There's hot dogs in her fanny pack. I'm yeah. sure there's something. Yeah. There's something for it. Literally, if you need it, she has it. You know that game, like, when people are, like, do that competition of, like, I'm going to say out a random thing. And if you have it in your purse, you win the prize. Yeah. She wins every time. Oh, yeah. 100%. <laughs> Especially in Disney She has days. it. All right, folks. Well, oh. thank you. Oh, we should probably also share. We don't. Oh, wait. Okay, time out. Dana. Time out. Let me start over. Let me start over. <laughs> I forgot about our I don't think so, Mickey. We have to end I don't this. think so, Mickey. I don't know if you guys liked our, that we did that last thing. time, but we're doing it now again. And it's now a thing. It's a thing. It's going to be every week. Do you want to go first? Do you want me to go first? You, you go first. You go first. I am pretty heated about this one. And how long are we giving? A minute? 30 one seconds, minute. a minute. One minute. What are we so saying? You, one minute. One minute. All right. One minute. Right, you me, time let me. me. The timer. Let me get the uh, timer going. And we're going to get one minute in zero seconds. All right. On your marks. Get set. I don't think so, Mickey. I don't think so, Mickey. The Carl Strauss beer cart over at California Adventure. It was closed for the longest time. And as of today, they have just announced that it's coming back over in San Francisco, which is very exciting. 
that I'm happy about, but what I don't like is that they have just upped the prices on the beers specifically at that Carl Strauss beer cart. Now they are $13, and if you want to get the Boat Shoes, which is my favorite IPA over there, it's $14.25 versus getting any of the beers at any of the other places in Disney California Adventure. They are all still $12 as of the recording of this. I don't think so, Mickey. Why do you have to up these prices just because we have a new 15. fancy pants beer cart? Nobody cares about the new beer cart location. We only care that you're paying the same 10. wage of beer at this place versus the exact same beer you could get just a few feet away over at Bayside Brews. I don't think so, Mickey. And time. Right. Ooh. Somebody is fired up about the beers. Oh, yeah. I mean, also, if they're charging $14 for beer... Fourteen twenty-five. I don't even know what a margarita is going to cost me when we're there. In a Sixteen years. bucks. That's my is that guess. margarita stand still there? Yeah, that's still there. In San Fran- yeah, yeah. San okay, Francisco. That better not go away because they got really good margaritas. Like the only good frozen margarita I like is there. Okay, ready? Yep, ready and begin. All right, I don't think so, Mickey. The pricing and the way you are doing the Oogie Boogie Bash at Disneyland. What an mm. absolute disaster this thing was. I mean, you couldn't even get it right. Why Why can you not get this right? You know, every single time there's a big special event or a race or something that people are going to want to buy tickets for or entry for, that your website is going to go absolutely berserk. Why? Why Why can you not figure this out? Ticketmaster can figure it out unless it's a Taylor Swift concert. But other than that, like, why can you not figure out how to handle the massive incoming traffic? And also, it's absolutely ridiculous. There are so many people that wanted to get an Oogie Boogie Bash and it just sells out like that. Like, who is going to go? How is this happening? This was not a thing before. Before, before times, you were able to just buy a ticket to a thing whenever you wanted to. Now it's all just sold out. Everything is sold out way too fast. And nobody can spontaneously do anything. And you have completely made it a mess. So I don't think so, Mickey. Figure out your IT issues. That's time. Well, you went two seconds over. Yeah, I oh, fully wow. agree with you. That does suck. And I don't know if everybody heard that, like, they messed up the, like, all the different tiered tickets for Oogie Boogie out in California Adventure. How and then do they most mess it people, up so bad? Most people had to wait, like, up to 12 hours in line only to not still get tickets. Like, they had all sold out when they finally yeah. brought it back. So I agree. I don't think so, Mickey. Um, Okay, should we leave on like a happier (laughs) note about Disney? Yeah. Okay, let's say that we are so, so excited that in just a few weeks we're going to be reunited. Uh, I don't care how hot it is because we're going to use... Reunited and it feels so so good. I don't care how hot it's going to be because you and I are going to use all of these tips and tricks that we just shared on our big Disneyland ah, day. And we are going to stay hydrated. 19 days until check-in. We are going to stay hydrated and we are going to stay cool and we are going to not be buying $14 beers at the Carl Strauss beer cart. We're going to be going to the other cart. No, yeah, what am I saying? Tough. We'll still probably buy it over there. 19 days until check-in. Yay! For my flight, I cannot wait. I am counting down. Also, I just got to share this one thing because I got really excited. And I don't think I've told you. So I'm flying Delta over. Mm-hmm. And I bought the ticket on miles. So didn't pay anything. Used miles to buy the ticket. Bought an economy ticket. Got bumped up to premium select for free because of my status. Then I was on there the other day and for some reason there was an offer for 5,000 miles to bump up to the Delta One suites on their brand new plane that's flying between J 
JFK and LA. So I did it. I splurged Whoa. the 5,000 miles and which is like nothing. Yeah. Like to, to Delta, like 5,000 miles is $50 or something. This is crazy. So I just grabbed it. I'm totally afraid they're going to take it back and be like, whoops, that was a mistake. But I'm was excited. This, so. Did you mean to share this with the podcast? Do you want the podcast community to know about the super great deal? That there was a great deal on Delta. I'm sure it's gone because yeah. somebody probably realized that they shouldn't be giving an upgrade for 5,000 miles to Delta One. But hey, I got it. I'm excited. And off well, we go. You'll have to keep us informed what happens. Okay, folks. Well, Can't we also want to let you know that because we've got all this fun travel coming up, I know both of us are traveling for fun and for work. And we've got a lot of busy schedules that I think we're going to take a two week break off of the podcast and we'll be back in. Yeah. yeah we'll be back in August in, in uh, mid August. You'll hear us together. Again. Yes. Wait, the next time we record, we're going to be together. That's crazy. That'll be so fun. Oh my well, goodness. Who knows what we're going to talk about? Can Ryan make jet juice? Yes. Or. Absolutely. Unpaid intern can make jet juice. Yes. I know you were so disappointed because I brought the girls over years ago. I was so mad. So mad. Yeah, I know. So, Ryan, you have one job, one job on there uh, other than completely editing our podcast and making it sound good. Yeah. Jet juice. Yeah. All right, folks. (laughs) Well, with that, you know where to find us. We're on social media, on Instagram. You can also eat. you can't email us. I don't think Should you we have get on a working X? email. Should we get on X? Heck no. I don't want to get on X. X? No. You can't find us on X, but you can find us on Instagram. You can also email me anytime if you want a price quote. My email is Dana at Adventures with AllisonWonderland.com. We got some good summer deals. And it's Allison. Well, I think people need to know. A-L-L-I-S-O-N. Yeah. Dana at Allison. <laughs> A-L-L-I-S-O-N, Wonderland, W-O-N-D-E-R-L-A-N-D.com. So Alice in Wonderland. It's a mouthful. I know, It's been clear because I think it's confusing. It's confusing because people will be like, oh, she works at AliceInWonderland.com. Not Alice Sun. Yeah. Alice in. It's a cute name. Though. What's our Instagram handle? I don't even know how to type. Anyway. <laughs> Gen- at Instagram, we are Generation D Pod, uh, which is not also our favorite handle, but that's what we're at and what we have. That's what we got to um, So, yeah. But reach out to us if you have anything that you want to look at, free price quotes, all that fun stuff. And otherwise, enjoy your summer, folks, and we'll talk to you soon. See you soon. Bye.